You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session nine. Oh my gosh, I love this session. I feel like it is just the behind the scenes that we all need to know happens in business. Like so much of this season has been me going, this is why I started this podcast. And I feel like this session is, you know, just totally the epitome of that. You know, Erica has had a lot of really quick growth. I think, you know, she had her first, her first 10 K month when we started and now she has doubled and is having her first 20 K month. And there are so many things to process and so much that that brings up. And so really just getting to hear all of that, I think this session is going to be such a gift to just see that like, yes, fast growth is amazing. And also like there is a lot of things that have to be like metabolized and processed with it. And so I feel like this session is a really, really beautiful illustration of that. And I'm really, really excited for the gift that I think it will be to y'all. So as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Reach out to me, reach out to Erica. Let us know what you think. And here's the session. Yay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you feeling? Uh, a little bit rushed, <laughs> but good. Happy. Um, happy, worried, excited, like all the feels. Nervous, anxious, thrilled, all the things. Yes. Yes. Hungry, <laughs> satiated. <laughs> yes. Everything at the same time. I feel like that is like, such a skill, right? To be able to realize it's all the things. I think our brain wants it to be one thing. Do you know what I mean? It like wants it to just be like, I am this. And I that's like, oh, I am. And it's like, I am all of these things. <laughs> well, thank you for normalizing my yes. scattered experience. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so sales call went well. Yes, just had a sales call. I had two today, actually. Um, one was like really on the fence and really not feeling like the mastermind format was right for her. She wanted more mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching, but then she's like, oh my God, that's so expensive. <laughs> so that was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. How did you feel about that? I was like, and I just said, well, that's relative. Good for you. Was my response. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, I've processed a lot my my rates, um, and yep. I started out charging. Uh, I started out charging. What is it now? Uh, like, well, I can't. I'm. I suck at math, so you do the math. But I started <laughs> charging fifteen thousand Swedish crowns. Um, so let's 1,500 euros for a 10 session package. Mm -hmm. And now I, Mm -hmm. now I charge uh, 6,000. So it's like double, 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 double that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, that's like what? Yeah. Four times as much. Yeah. So obviously I've processed every, every step of the Mm -hmm. way. Um, but you know, I do wobble in like, 
is this like crazy? And then I think about yeah. like Julia Wells and I'm like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not crazy. I can do this. I can do this. Like my coaching yeah. basically mm-hmm. costs what her mastermind costs like per month. Yeah. So, you know, so and, and coaching being so like unregulated and stuff. Um, so I just said, you know, it, it's relative and people buy watches for this amount of money or designer bags and she works in interior design so obviously you know the price range from like ikea furniture to designer furniture so is it worth it to you only you can answer that and she's like well i'll just have to consider whether i want to have the money in the bank account or in my pussy and i said well i know the answer to that but (laughs) (laughs) do you um and and she was like, wow, that's so much money per session. And I was and I said, well, you really have to think about it differently. It's not per session. It's for the package. It's the practices. It's the yeah. continuous support in between practices that felt like it's a whole experience. Transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than like, oh, I just go to therapy once a week and then yeah. my therapist mm-hmm. doesn't care about me as soon as I leave kind of thing. I feel like it's just always so beautiful to almost have like one of our like little fears kind of reflected to us in a moment like that because it like I think it's such a gift in having to like almost navigate that and it's almost like you're talking to yourself (laughs) you're speaking to your own fear so I think that that's like while a jarring experience it's also like really really awesome to have in a way to be like no this is like truly how I feel about this you know I just really wanted to take a moment and talk about Erica hearing, oh my God, that's so expensive on a call, right? And I really wanna talk about how we all have things like this happen and being able to answer that is such a gift. Again, I think so often we feel like the goal in business is like to never have something like that happen, like to never have someone like question your price or put you on the spot or, you know, to never have someone say that on a call or whatever. And you know, that's ultimately not it, right? The goal is, are we able to handle these in a really, really authentic way? Are we able to move through that without letting it spin us out or make it mean something about ourselves or ruin our day or question our prices or any of those things, right? So what's really beautiful here is normalizing it happening and then also seeing what is the actual opportunity in that it is finding your answer in that. It is being able to reflect that. It is not getting so thrown by it that it changes uh, your path or your course or your mindset or your day. So hopefully that takeaway is really relevant whether you just heard something (laughs) exactly like that or something totally different. But again, business isn't about the absence of any of these things happening. It's about how we regulate our response to it. And this was such a good example of that. Yeah, I did freak out a little bit, um, and I I wrote a friend who's a, a like she's in the coaching business industry, uh, and she's Swedish because sometimes there's also the Swedish component. I'm like, yeah, Americans mm. have this kind of money, <laughs> like mm. you're so rich over there, or you know, very <laughs> rich, very rich and very poor. Like here in Sweden, we're just all like modest people, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, modest, yeah. modestly wealthy. Like no one's really that poor. Like you know, um, yeah. But, and then I was like, well, actually I had another, uh, the last coaching client that I signed, she's Swedish and she's, she just signed up and she didn't complain at all. <laughs> like she didn't yep. say anything about the price. She just, she just wants what she wants and that's what it costs. Yeah. 
but it does bring up some guilt, like, oh, I should provide this work for cheap, cheaper. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't feel Rolex feel guilty about charging what they like. Patek Philippe, yeah. like, I'm the Patek Philippe of coaching. Like, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, why does like Rolex or whatever charge that because of like their craftsmanship, the all of that? I mean, of course, some of it is the brand name, but do you know what I mean? Like, they've built a name for themselves on producing a certain quality. And I think that's a good way for you to think about it, which is like you have years and years and years and years <laughs> under yeah. your belt of getting to this point. Literally. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wink, wink, right? Mm. Yes. <laughs> so true though. Sorry, yes, I had to. so good. You have to. <laughs> it's just too good. Mm. Yeah, um, okay, that's good. true. So that feels... So that feels like good. Like it was like a thing, but not like a it, a stopping thing. It was no. just like a funny thing almost. And this client actually, I well, potential client, she when she filled out the coaching form where I share my prices, so my prices aren't like hidden or mysterious yes. until I mm-hmm. break the news. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> break the bad news for some. Right. <laughs> um, she was like, oh, wow, that's so expensive. So she's been processing this forever yeah. but she still got on a call with me so yep. i think she'll come around i was gonna say and she very well might buy anyway you know yeah and i sent her a follow-up email and just like hey it was so good meeting you you're fucking amazing i'm so, i'm so inspired by you because i am um yeah. i think we can absolutely create something really fabulous for you and she was really excited about doing shameless but she's like i can't i'm a busy business owner blah 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 i can't I can't guarantee I'll be available on Thursdays between 12 and 2 p.m. Um, so I can't do it. Mm. And so I said to her, if it's really like, if you really want like bang for your buck, if you feel like co- coaching is too much or whatever, this is shameless. I'm sure you can make space for it in your calendar if you really want to. Um and uh, set some healthy boundaries in your business if needed to make this happen. And there will be like, space to really work on your individual issues and and desires in the program and you also get the free coaching session if you join now yeah i've done all i can exactly i was gonna say i feel like you've like done your part and she almost is at that decision point of like like do i want this enough to make it a priority where like it does get my time on thursdays it does get my money versus you know it sitting in the bank account like I think, like, that's the the part where, like, you can reflect that to her, but you can't get her there. Like, you can't decide that for her. Yeah. So, all in all, that felt really good. And then I had another sales call for, well, that was kind of a sales call for Shameless, but, yeah. you know, kind of blended. And then I had a sales call just now before our session, and she's in, and she Yay. did the same thing. She's like, can I really spend this much money on myself? Like, I just bought a house for millions. I just bought a car for hundreds of thousands um, in, like, Swedish crowns. Um, and I feel guilty for spending this money on, like, an internal experience. And I was like, what's what's up, universe? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're giving me all this stuff to work through your objections. So I was like, well, I spent... 3,000 euros on my birth experience. It was the best money I've ever spent. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spent so much money on my coaching. I spend money on coaching myself, like my coaching education. I spend money on coaching. I've done masterminds. And honestly, out of all the things I've ever bought, 
the internal experiences are the ones that matter. Like you get bored with your watches and your designer bags and you fucking like, there's that insatiable feeling again. And you don't have to justify it to anyone. And if they got what you get from this, they would fucking buy that too. (laughs) Yes. Right? I think what's so helpful here is that like, what you're really learning the most, I think, from this launch is just like that that conversation has to happen more of like why you get to spend that much money on yourself, why like you get to spend money on pleasure and things like that, right? Because I feel like that's like, it's like this, I always say like the same reason we have an objection is also why we need the thing usually. So it's like the the fact that it feels like you don't have permission to even spend money on yourself is exactly why you need to be in shameless. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I think like your audience just needs that conversation a little bit more and maybe more outwardly from you. Yeah. So something I talk about a lot is how the exact reason you have an objection is also usually the same reason you need whatever program or thing you have an objection around. So it's almost like a really normal thing to hear in like the business coaching space is like, I need to get a client first as the objection. And like the irony being, well, like that's why you need support is to be able to get a client. And you can see how those things are the same. And so with Erica's program, it's like, can I really invest in my pleasure being the objection and being, and the, the converse of that being like, well, that's exactly why you need the program because you're not even seeing your own ability to prioritize your pleasure or to make that an important thing in your life. Right. So what's so helpful about seeing that is as soon as we recognize that we can help our clients work through that so much more effectively and have that conversation in a different way. So like now we can go out with Erica's audience and really talk about that, really talk about like how, you know, if that's what they're thinking, like this is exactly why this program is going to be so useful for them and really normalizing that, normalizing that the same reason that you have an objection is quite often the same reason you need that program. So um, it's kind of how we talked about last week, normalizing objections. This is just another example of that. And I also really want it to be a takeaway for you guys in the sense of, really like seeing that in your own business and being able to speak to that more. So instead of, again, like making that wrong or, you know, making that a problem, being like, oh, of course, if I'm helping them get their first client, they're going to have the objection that they should get their first client first. That's so normal. How can I just speak to it? Right. Same with Erica. Oh my God, of course it makes sense that they're scared to invest in their pleasure, which is exactly why they need a course on pleasure. Like, duh. Right. So when we can normalize it for ourselves, normalize it for our audience and incorporate it into our marketing. Everything gets easier from that point. Yeah. So I've written a sales email about this, um, but I kind of, I don't know if it's right or the wrong, the right or wrong way to go about it. We'll see if we tweak it, but it's really like the woman that has it all, but sexuality is the missing piece. Like we talked about. Mm. And then like more shoes aren't going (laughs) to change your internal experience or like Mm -hmm. more traveling with bragging on social media isn't gonna deeply satisfy you like momentarily it will but it's not Mm -hmm. gonna solve that deeper feeling of like something's missing Mm -hmm. but I was kind of tying in both the spending like spending on stuff but also the, the sexuality is the missing piece so we'll see we'll see if I split them up and divide them into two different emails. I think those are two for sure, because one is almost like I already feel good spending, but I'm spending on like 
other things that aren't giving me like Mm. the thing I want. And another one is like, I just feel bad sending on my own enjoyment period. (laughs) Yeah. And I think those are almost two different pieces. I mean, obviously like of the same like (laughs) cultural programming, we all need to, (laughs) you know, let go of. But I mean, I think they are like different angles. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll make a little note of that. Mm. I'll work on it. But I did write a different, I did write, um, one email that is finalized and it's sitting in you and Basecamp okay. to get to okay. uh, review and um, just yeah share feedback on. Um, but yeah, definitely feeling some like launch feels because it did the first email did go out today and now we're like officially launch launching. So yeah, <laughs> so now I can like officially fail as well. <laughs> so true like it's officially open which means it officially could not go how I want it to right yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so silly so, so what silly. do what do we need to I remember you telling me in base camp like I gotta I gotta have this reminder but like what do we need to ground into around like what is that vision like what is that outcome well I think the vision is just like uh like feeling I don't know if this is true, but it came to me feeling worthy of this, like this many people investing in something that I create. Absolutely. Um, And what we've talked about with like upper limit problems of like feeling like, yeah. Oh, I feel my body like getting hot now. It's not Mm. from the food. (laughs) I just (laughs) ate. It's heating up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was it because you said that out loud or because you're about to say the upper limit thing? Mm. No, just I think that like really I, like I can feel an activation in my body around like this is like how much money and like how much success that is really like I'm starting to approach this. And um, so both – I think both it's like really keeping the vision of like I really do want to sell out. I'm going to go for this. Like this is a goal. But then I'm, I am obviously met with this, like, activation, like, heat wave yeah. inside my body that's, like, no. <laughs> or, like, ugh, really? No. And it doesn't, it doesn't show up as sabotage because I, you know, you know, and I know, I, I show up, like, in relation – when I have, like, relationship issues or, you know, I, I show up in, in sickness and in health. I show up for my, <laughs> for my business. <clears throat> but it's the experience of it feeling really good and not questioning myself so much and uh, not starting to, like, wobble in my conviction and – in the pricing and in the value and the worth and all of that also that feels kind of related to it. I think what's so interesting is, you know, just how much this experience is like showing you how good things are, but it's also showing you how much discomfort there can be in that almost, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of like hit, like hitting both edges at the same time of like now you're seeing a, a whole new vision, I think, in a new way. And you're realizing like how much discomfort lies under the surface of that. And so I feel like what comes up for me in hearing you say that is like, it's almost like how do we integrate those together versus almost like vacillating between the two where it's like sometimes I'm like really in the vision and bought it. And then sometimes I'm over here being like, 
this is all too much. Like, it's almost like, how can they live together as you navigate this, right? I am so glad that Erica got to read The Big Leap and really explore this more because I think that upper limit piece is so relevant here. If you guys haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. But I just want to acknowledge how hard it can be to, as Erica put it, feel worthy of this many people investing in something I created, right? Like we really have to calibrate to a new level of ourselves and our business to be able to get to a point where that feels comfortable. And so just noticing like there is going to be a point that you hit there where that does not yet feel comfortable, where that absolutely does not yet feel completely locked in and that's okay. But that is the work is to normalize that is to make that feel natural and safe and okay. So when you hit that upper limit, of course, it's going to feel intense and to feel like a question mark and our job is to really be able to work through it. So just really wanted to share that because I feel like as you grow in business and especially as you grow quickly, like Erica is like, these are the things that come up that we absolutely have to process and have to create safety and normalization around in order to let that in, in order to feel like yes, I am now a yes to that. Like that felt wobbly at first. And now I feel like a hell yes to being worthy of this many people investing in something I create. And that is not like a one-time like decision, although it is a decision, but it's still a process of getting there. So really normalizing that if you're in that place, really wanting you to know that if that comes up for you in the future, it's totally okay. Like we have to work our way into that. And that's where we hit those limits and that's where we expand them. Yeah. How do we do that? <laughs> like, that's what you're for. Um, <laughs> so I, I think like the biggest thing, well, and maybe you could just like start with a little bit of a brain dump. Cause I know like you read big leap and that was like feeling like super, super impactful, but like Tell me like what felt like the the biggest thing that came up there and let's like process through that and then be like, okay, like goal is integration here. Okay. So like I shared, um, I think in base camp, <clears throat> the hidden barriers that I feel uh, connected to is the crime of outshining and um, and we processed this a little bit, but like believing more success brings a bigger burden. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the other two, like feeling fundamentally flawed and disloyalty and abandonment, I don't, they didn't really, didn't really resonate with me. So I think those, those two are the big ones. And the way that it shows up in like upper limiting is worry, um, Uh, yeah, worry. And I think in terms of business, in terms of relationship, different, but with business, <laughs> like with my relationship with my husband, yeah. it's like a little bit different. But in business, it shows up, I think, mostly as worry and uh, and hiding significant feelings. And with that, I think it's like hiding significant, like me like the significantly like me um yeah and the fullness of who who I am even though I am like outspoken but like we've talked about I don't brag a lot or like I don't <laughs> share like it's been a real process to like start being more like hey I am so amazing like you've always been way more like put yourself in the like teacher box as opposed to like the whole me kind of box right mm-hmm. yeah 
So that's the stuff that's been um, that I've been thinking about, and the stories from, like the stories around success and wealth. We've also talked about a little bit of like, you know, rich people uh, and their responsibility and. Um, yeah, some things like that. Um, and like simple, can simple me like earn, like have a 55k launch or like in, in euros, in, in dollars, it would be like 70. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Mm. Um, like really? <laughs> <laughs> is there like a, any, and I know a lot of this is subconscious, so it's like totally okay if nothing specific comes up, but is there any like um, perceived outcome to this launch being a success that you're worried about? Like, is there like a, I won't be able to handle it. It will be too much. Or like people will really start to hate me. Or like, is there something specific that you're like really like feeling on the other side of like it going well? What comes up is worry about time, like, uh, feeling burdened under the pressure of like having to create and time. And as soon as, uh, we started selling more and, uh, we're getting, uh, like I have, like sometimes I just feel like, oh my God, there's not enough time to do everything. And, and I know there is. So I think it's, it's that, that there will be so much to create, even though there isn't like, it's not rational. It's not really <laughs> real. Yeah. 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 Cause basically yeah. even if you had six people, you're still creating the same amount as if you had, yeah. 15 people or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like this idea of like, now I'm like rushed or more overwhelmed or more burdened kind of thing. Yes. Um, and it's interesting because he talks about time in the book. So it was kind of cool to really feel, see myself in that, um, in that dickhead to me between like, oh, too much time, too much, too little time. Um mm -hmm. But there definitely feels like, yeah, the burden of time and also like, I don't really know. Like, it, I feel something in my body, but I can't really, I can't really explain it. Like what it exactly is, what I'm afraid of. What is will, it? Is it, it heaviness or? Um... I feel my throat contracting. Mm. I feel a burning sensation in my chest and my arms. I feel my nose tickling and my eyes watering. My throat is definitely contracting a lot. So maybe it's not so much heaviness, but more intensity. Mm. Yeah. The burning sensation, the contraction, like there's just like intensity behind it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it feels really intense. So does it feel like more people equals more intensity? Mm. Maybe. Or is it more money? Both. <laughs> both <laughs> I just like literally watched your shoulders like <laughs> really up there a little bit you were like both <laughs> that's so funny yeah. I didn't feel that um 
Yeah. Anything else there? <clears throat> no, it went away. It, it, I feel like it kind of got flushed out of my system, but it still feels like I still feel contraction and like <laughs> like something's <clears throat> stuck in my throat. Mm-hmm. Is there something you feel like you're not saying about this mm-hmm. or not owning? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this still is true, and I feel like you do a, a fairly good job, I think, of this, but I'm curious. Is like, like, what's coming up for me is almost like owning that, like, you want all that. Yeah, maybe. Like, like what came to me like that you I didn't do say. You want the money, right? <laughs> what came to you that you didn't say? Okay, tell me. <laughs> like, I'm wealthy. Like, I'm a rich bitch. Yeah, that's it, right? Mm. Yeah, I do want it. And now the intensity yeah. comes back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? I think that's so much it because, you know, we can get so good at practicing detachment. And there's like such a beautiful place for that. And I think that's such a gift. But I think like what we're so bad at sometimes is practicing being like, okay, wanting it, which is so ironic because in so many ways, this is so part of your teaching in sexuality. Yes. <laughs> right? I guess it's like if if we sell out and we yeah. have these 15 women and they will know that I made $70,000 off of yeah. them. And like, yeah, like that feels intense. Mm-hmm. That feels intense. Because they know it or because you did it? <laughs> I think both. Yeah. I did it and they know it. Mm-hmm. And and then there's it's maybe coupled with like well then I have to provide value worth of like seventy thousand dollars <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you know um, so there's that that bigger burden comes in there I think with bigger success mm-hmm. comes a bigger burden or a bigger responsibility towards well in this specific situation towards these fifteen customers yeah. And then in terms of bigger money goals, like we've talked about, responsible for like paying my friends, you know, holidays and like family and all that. And I feel like that has kind of faded away to a certain degree. I guess it will return with the next level. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Um, Yeah. But yeah. I think what's so helpful to see here is that you're kind you're kind of navigating both because it's a new program. So meaning like you don't just have to navigate the like, oh, we're gonna make this amount, but you have to navigate the like delivery and all of that. So you just have like a lot of pieces at play here where like by the second or third time you're running this just wouldn't be as much at play. So it's just the intensity is the newness to a certain extent too, right? But I feel like ultimately the the biggest thing that comes up for me in all of this, which is so funny because it's not necessarily like what I thought, but um, is you just like owning how much you want it. <laughs> what did and you And being think, like then? more unapologetic <laughs> about it, right? Yeah. Well, when we were talking about it, you know, it's like the – we were talking more about like the crime about shining. And obviously those are like really interconnected. Um, but, but like the burden thing, I think felt really big too, because that was like such an experience you've had previously in business of being overburdened. But I think like the outshining and the wanting it feels so much more like even just watching your like body and your reactions to that, like that feels like <laughs> way more at play. Does that feel true? 
Yeah, it does. Um, and it was actually really, oh my god, <laughs> this is this is insane. So remember, I told you in base camp that uh, the whole outshining thing. Yeah. That um, my friends in, uh, well, everyone kind of in grade like 10, 11, 12. I don't know what that's called in, in America. But yeah, anyways, we would call it like high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, high school. Um, they would call me like A grade Erica because yeah. I got yeah, A grades all the time um, and, and scholarships and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that feeling around that. And then haven't heard from this friend in a long time. She was one of my best friends in high school. She texted me yesterday and sent a screenshot of that article about Erica's no. orgasms. And she's like, oh my God, you're fucking famous. And, uh, and sent it to me. And... Um, and... <laughs> And and now we're getting you can't really make personal. This shit up. It it's so it's so strange. I didn't even connect the dots yesterday. And when we were in high school, we were uh, it was me, this girl, and another girl. So we were three girls, and some people called us Destiny's Child. It was a joke, um, but there was this joke about this. So we would call her like, De and she said, uh, "Well, you're still," f and and she said, "Once a Destiny's Child, always a Destiny's Child." <laughs> And I said, well, then I'm Beyonce and you and the other girl are the other two that disappeared because I'm still famous and you're not. <laughs> and she's like, so true. Guess all the hard work paid off, Erica. Well done. I'm so happy for you. Mm -hmm. I'm really just deeply moved right now. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like you were like served on a silver platter, <laughs> like the the example or the processing of that, right? Mm. Yeah. And that felt like a really good and safe conversation, right? Oh, yeah. She was like super, super supportive. So I do feel like the outshining piece is, I mean, it's not rational um, and it's obviously like subconscious like subconsciously connected to deeper stuff. But this gave me like a really overt, like practical experience of evidence. Yeah. Evidence that no. And yeah. So that was very that synchronistic. Amazing. Yeah. So, so interesting. So interesting that it was yesterday. That article's been out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Like and this is all bubbling up. You just read the book. Like, oh my God, so beautiful. I can't. That yeah. So that was cool. Um, and um but yeah, so maybe the burden is, I think outshining is maybe more connected to like family dynamics rather yeah. than like friends and like social, like social relationships or like outside family relationships and, um, and yeah. And, uh, I don't really feel like I want to dive into family dynamics yeah. publicly. 
totally. I think the one thing I'll say about that is I think what's interesting is that sometimes it's so funny how like um, the thing we're so scared of, we already are slash have fully experienced. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah. I already have outshined everyone. (laughs) Right. 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 It's kind of like, like that's our, like, and even in family dynamics or whatever, like that's kind of already been a thing. And so I think there is like, in terms of like the integration piece, like I think there's almost some normalizing of like that has already occurred as opposed to like, that is something I'm worried about. Mm. Yeah, that's a significantly different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like that then, box has almost been checked. Like, you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. Which doesn't mean as, it's like super comfortable, but like it means you already know you're still safe on the other side. Yeah, the harm has already been done in a way. Yeah. Like, there's mm-hmm. no unexpected harm. Like, it, I mean, it could get worse, but um, in a way, like it's already – it's already happened, yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, and I think with with awareness around it and with more money, more freedom, more more joy, more happiness in my life, there is actually more space to nurture relationships that I care about to prevent more harm or even like heal the stuff that has happened yeah. with the conscious awareness around it. Yeah. And all of it is not my responsibility because I didn't I didn't raise myself. So like there's also like I can't go back in time and be my parent and parent differently or whatever. A hundred percent. All you can almost do, I think, is not not almost like try to live in avoidance of the thing that's already happened. <laughs> Right? So something Erica and I were talking about here that I really just want to shed a little more light on is that the thing we're scared of, like for example with Erica, it was like outshining, has often already happened, right? Like she was already like the student getting more A's than everyone else. She was outshining in her family, like all of these things, right? It was already happening. And when we can normalize that, it really does become less scary. So. Likely, if you have a fear that you're really experiencing of like, oh, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable, I don't want to outshine them, like whatever that is for you, right? It is so, so likely that in many ways you're already doing that. And if you can see like, oh, well, I actually am already doing it here, I've already been doing it here, or, you know, I I used to do it here a lot, then it can at least bring a little bit more safety to the thing so you can see like, oh, I've experienced that and it's actually okay. Like Erica just having this like beautiful experience with her friend where her friend totally, you know, like said like, yes, you're the one like shining and it's amazing and I support you so much. And she was able to see like, oh, I can outshine people and still be safe and supported. So it becomes more familiar as opposed to this like off in the distance fear of something that we're so scared to do, right? It's like something that has already been done. And again, it doesn't mean there's not still some fear there, but it really, really can lessen it. It really can, you know, kind of (laughs) remind you that the monster under the bed is sometimes just a sock, you know what I mean? So think about that thing that you're really scared of and that really holds you back. Like maybe it's someone being upset with you or maybe it's outshining like Erica. And where can you go? Wow, I'm so worried about this person being upset with me. And actually they're already 
be upset with me. <laughs> or, you know, I'm so worried about shining. And actually I've already been doing that for like 15 years in my life. So maybe it's okay. That really helps a lot. So look at that in your own mindset work and journaling this week. And hopefully that just brings that fear down just a little bit and helps you move forward even, even faster. I was going to say forward even further, but I guess that works too. <laughs> Regardless, I hope it helps. Yeah. And in avoidance of what I want. Yeah. And what is that again? Do you want to say that out loud one more time? <laughs> <I want to. laughs> oh, my throat just tightened up again. I saw you take a sip of water. So I was like, this is our moment. <laughs> I do want all that success and all that money and wealth. Uh-huh. I do want it. Mm. Yeah. I want the 55K launch, Euro 70K US dollar launch and more. Like I want way more than that. And I think that's also why the thing came in uh, that I wrote to you. is like I, from the first time we talked and I celebrated my first 10K month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've doubled that now. So mm-hmm. I've crossed 20K this month. Woo! Which is amazing in, what, four months, three months? Yeah. Um, three, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, because August really doesn't count because I was yeah. on holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. I've doubled that and, like, feeling so good about it. I'm also, like, now when I uh, – this is also – this also comes from being more organized. And now I document, like, exactly how much – taxes I'm paying, how much yes. I'm paying you. So I know what the cash amount is and like the total amount and sales and all of that. So that is also helping me feel more grounded and like actually know what, what profit what, yeah, and like everything. So that's something to really celebrate as well. Um, but even though I had my best month ever, I wrote, I've read someone's celebration that they're like, blah, 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 this much money. Uh, it wasn't Julia. It was someone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like, ah, this is not enough. And like, just feeling like that interesting push and pull between like really being so grateful what is for what is here, but then immediately feeling like it's not enough. That was, that pissed me off. I was like, fuck you, ego. I fucking hate you. Shut up. (laughs) Right? Well, I think it's so funny because you're like really like two things. Like one is like you're in this big vacillation almost between too much and not enough. (laughs) Like on one hand, you're like totally hitting that upper limit of like too much, uncomfortable, lots of burden, lots of outshining. And then on the other hand, it's almost like not enough, not enough. And like, you know, we can bounce back and forth, but so the, the second piece of that is so much of why that's coming up is because it's happening fast. Like you hit 10K pretty quick, then you double to 20K really quick, like, right? And so it's almost like the amount of processing you have to do. And now you're looking at like a 70K launch, <laughs> right? So like the amount of processing you have to do in that like short window is going to kind of send you on like a little bit of a boomerang. So it's almost just like like giving cool. yourself grace to ride the wave, I think. Do you know what I mean? Of being like, well, with quick growth comes lots of this like boomerang kind of processing and that like almost like normalizing that as opposed to it being like, well, this is bad. Like I'm super <laughs> fucked in all this or what? Like, no, like you're growing fast. And so like the 
like dark side of that, I guess you could say, is that you got a lot to process quickly and it's going to feel like whiplash a little bit, right? Yeah. Now that, again, thank you for normalizing my (laughs) my human (laughs) experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, it makes sense because, and it also ties into that desire, like, not only do I want 20K this month and a 70K launch, I want the 100 and the 200 and the 300K mm-hmm. launches. And I want it now. Like, I want it soon. And I think what, like, what comes with that is almost like, and so I have the willingness to process all of this as much as it comes up when it comes up. Because, like, to have that growth, I'm, like, willing to to navigate this like crazy water, right? So Erica had her first 10K month, right? And when we started together and then she doubled her first 10K month to a 20K month this month in three months, right? This is our ninth session, so in three months. And I just want to normalize that there is a lot of freaking processing that has to happen around fast growth, right? And the question I would have for everyone that's like, really like, oh damn, I want to do that. Or like, I want to double my revenue. And that is like really desiring that fast growth is, are you willing to do this messy processing that comes with it? Right? You know, I think that that willingness is so key and so important and something we don't talk about enough in business is like, it would be so easy for Erica to pull back here and to play it safe. Like I was saying to her, like it would be so easy for her to be like, you know what? Six is amazing for my first mastermind, all all good. And that would be true. Yeah, like six is amazing, but it would be because she wanted to kind of like hit pause on all of this processing that is coming up from this fast growth where if she can get willing to be like, well, if this is part of it, like I'm here for that, which she totally is. So in your own business, I really challenge you to look at like, what are you willing to do there? Like, are you willing for there to be a ton of things that come to the surface? Are you willing for it to get messy? Are you willing to have to like look at and explore all of these things around like money and success and all of that, that you're seeing Erica navigate and that will come up for you as that occurs too. When you can get so available to go there, that's when the doors open. That's when the fast growth really can happen. When you're constantly hitting the brakes on that, it makes it really hard for that expansion to occur. So ask yourself that week, this, ask yourself this, this week, are you really willing to go there? I'm here for the crazy water navigation. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I think that's what's beautiful. It's like how how can I like, yeah, continue to stay in the willingness of that, which you totally are, and seeing that as like the ticket to more of that accelerated growth because I am. I'm not like hitting the brakes and being like, you know what? <laughs> Six is good. <laughs> Six yeah. would be fine. Like, do you know what I mean? Because that would be so easy to do right now. Like, to be like, wait, but I, like, that's already great. It's fine. No, I want more. Right? Definitely. Yeah, I want the 15. And now I was thinking, well, if I'm going to pair them so they're in pairs of two, then we need 16. So I want 16. (laughs) (laughs) Throw throw a little extra in there. Why not, right? Let's reach 20 while we're at it. (laughs) 
And then coming back to the like, oh my god, what, uh, you know, what a thing to write, and how much am I gonna like have to prostitute myself in the emails to, you know, make this happen? <laughs> I'm gonna need more information there. What does that mean to you? Mm. <laughs> um, that's funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> Not just, you know, I think just the sales process again, like, uh, uh, well, just selling, 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 like mm-hmm. now because we're launching officially and so we've entered a real, like, selling phase, um, does it feel like if I want this many people and this much money, like, am I, like, prostituting myself? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> okay. Feel okay. free to so share. I, here, here they come. I think that mm-hmm. what what I want you to think about is like so much less the selling and more like when I think about like that woman saying, "Can I really spend this much on myself?" or the other one saying, "Like, do I want the money in my bank account or in my pussy or whatever?" Right? Like, I think of like. Welcome to your fucking mission. Like, this isn't even about sales at all, in a sense. Like, this is about your mission to be like, yes, like, this is where you put your energy. This is where you put your investment. This is where you put your money. This is what changes your life. So I feel like you almost tie it to like, wait, like, sales are just like the perfect like way for me to like execute my mission of being like, no, this is how we prioritize pleasure as opposed to it being like, this is like this separate thing I have to prostitute myself out for. And then over here I get to serve on that. It's like, this is the most like granular way to serve on that. Yeah. And then my brain goes, yeah, but then you should lower the price. So it's more available (laughs) to everyone. <laughs> Shut up, right? No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> now you're just why being are those like, connected? Connect those <clears throat> for me. Why, if like, okay, this is my mission, then I have to lower the price. Uh, well, because then it wouldn't be so hard for people to spend the money. Um, I guess, like, if you compare it to say a car, like there is projection cost, and um, there's you know parts and labor and yep. factories and all of that of course there's a lot of profit like i know the ceo of volvo he's like <laughs> he could pay for shameless easily like <laughs> <laughs> um but i guess what shows up for me is just like well you don't have any production costs and like you're just selling your competence yes, you like hold i do that is true that is true. You pay, you're paying a team, you're paying coaching, you're paying for all the education and experience that has gotten you to this point. Mm-hmm. You have like a lot of production costs, actually. It's true. That is true. Okay, we've solved that one. Um, <laughs> and what, have you heard also- that story? I feel like it's such a cheesy story, but it's such a good one where it's basically like, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like the this handyman came to someone's house to fix something and it was like, whatever, $250 or something. And he like goes in, like turns one knob and it's fixed. And the person's like, oh my God, like $250 to turn one knob. And he's like, no, $250 to know which knob to turn. (laughs) True. 
right? And it's like that's kind of it here, uh, where it's like it, the the production cost is everything that went into knowing what to even put in this program. That is so true. To even write the fucking itinerary. <clears throat> I just reviewed the um, toys email, right? Like the to even know like what to put in that and like what they should be looking for and whatever. It's not like it might have taken you twenty minutes to write that email, but it's not the twenty minutes. It's all of the like experience and research that went into it, right? Yeah. Obviously, I'm speechless, so <laughs> I have like, nothing to say. I rest my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, sil- so you silence you my brain. It. Mm. It, when your brain is saying, like, then you should lower it, what I think you should think about is, like, when you're thinking about, like, what is, like, a service to um, all women in being shameless is, like, it's for sure, like, talking them through this in the sales process of how they are, like, do have permission to spend that on themselves. But it's also you're included in that, which is, like, you also have permission <laughs> to charge pricing that is commiserate with like all these years of experience and value. So it's like, it's both. It's like that even energy exchange where it's about them and it's about you. And like, whenever you're kind of doing this, where you're making it about them, you're almost like forgetting that you're part of that. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. I can't think of like a worse (laughs) set up than being like the sexuality and pleasure teacher who feels completely um not turned on and totally like <laughs> undervalued and under charging and all of that right in the container yeah because yeah, then you get the like the bitter resentful spiritual That's teachers that never make exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. make any word. money mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah. No, you're right. And it definitely feels like this is all part of that, uh, like, whiplashing back and forth, or like the um, in- in- <laughs> intense swings between expansion and contraction, between celebration and guilt and yep. uh, growth and... Like genius staying in the excellence, like that yeah. thing that is really happening. Um, it's like a the rubber band really is like stretching and pulling and stretching and pulling back um, internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And again, like the more you can normalize that, I think the better because you're like, oh, this is what expansion looks like is w- with some whiplash and contraction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're not making that wrong. You're like, just like processing through every little thing that comes up when you're like, I should lower prices. Like, how do I like process through that? I should not sell. I'm prostituting myself. No, no, no. How do we process through that? Right. You know what I mean? So this conversation we're having about that ping pong kind of between too much and not enough. Oh my gosh. Like so much normalization there. I remember getting this book a long time ago. I actually didn't really resonate with the book at all, (laughs) but the title was just epic, which was like for the woman who feels like she's both too much and not enough. And I think that that just so summarizes what I see in so many of my clients where it's just that 
you know, constant feeling of like, I'm too much, I'm outshining everyone and I'm not enough. Like other people are making more, I should be making more, all of that, right? And so what Erica is really experiencing is like a very big whiplash between the two because of that fast growth that we talked about. But I think all of us, um, especially as women, experience this in business a lot. And so, you know, just knowing that this is normal, but also knowing how important it is to keep processing that is what I really want to talk about today. Um, because yes, it's normal, but it also is there because it needs to be healed because it's just us comparing ourselves to other people is basically the gist, right? Am I too much for them? And am I not enough for them, right? Like we just, it's us looking to the outside world for validation or confirmation. And so this always needs to be looked at and always needs to be processed, but it's also so normal and it's such a normal part of growth. I think especially in this industry where everyone else's, um, you know, success and, and achievements are like in your face more than they would be necessarily in another industry. So it's going to come up. We are going to compare. We are going to use outside things as uh, barometers, but being able to really be held in that and look at that is one of the most valuable things we can do as we grow in business. Yeah. And like, I think yeah. the ultimate thing to remember here too, and like, I feel like this is one of the things that I always come back to that makes me really enjoy sales is remembering that everyone is an empowered adult who is at choice too. We're not making anyone do anything. <laughs> like this woman that you talked about earlier, it's not like you were like, you will be in this program. And if not, you will hate your life, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you were basically like, only you can know if it's worth it to you or not. And so like, I fully empower you to do that. So like that is like a really beautiful, gracious sales experience, you know, where like we're willing to talk through objections. We're willing to whatever, but like ultimately like returning them to their power and their choice is like the most beautiful thing of this whole process. Right. Yeah. I'm curious in your experience, like when people make more money, and they keep raising their prices. Is that the continuous like question and like thought the whole time? Because I feel like where I'm at now with my business expansion and my uh, financial expansion and the accumulation of you know, wealth and, and more money in the bank account, etc. It feels like, and it feels like coaches do similar journey. Like they start and start at like, still like, I feel like shameless is a reasonable price, but like, I know coaches who charge, in my opinion, unreasonable prices, but mm -hmm. there are also people that pay that. So, you know, because mm -hmm. there's like from poor to billionaire, does it ever change? Like, would you ever just stay at a price is kind of what you're saying? No. Well, and as you, yeah, would you stay at a price? And if you keep raising your prices, is this, it's the same process for for every step of the way because obviously you have to attract people with more money and then attract people with more money and more money and more money if you keep raising your prices. Yeah. I mean, I think like what I would say is it's not always attracting people with more money even. Like I think it's like attracting people with like greater desire, greater like – um. Yeah, like greater desire is how I'd say it. And I don't mean that and like people mm. don't want it. Like I hate that idea of like how bad do you want it? But there is this level where you get to where it's not necessarily like, oh, like I only have the money to pay this. It's like it's it's going to feel like a stretch at 
every level almost no matter what. It's just like, do I want that thing in that person enough that I'm going to stretch into that? Um, Yeah. But I also think it's totally worth remembering that there are a lot of ways to scale money in a business that aren't all price raises too. Like that's one way, but it doesn't have to be the way. Do you know what I mean? Like there's Hmm. getting more people in a program. There's, you know, developing other income streams. There's like a lot of other options that aren't just price raising Mm. too. So I think like that's comforting to remember too, where it does, like my like base rate one-on-one price has been the same for like, fuck, maybe five years. (laughs) Um, I'm just, I'm just doing it in a different way. So like, I think that that's just something to remember too, is like you, you almost don't want to feel like that's the only lever I can pull because there are a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? So this was like a little side tangent that Eric and I uh, had at the end as her brain was spitting out um, some different fears at her. But I also think it's like a really, really important conversation that I just wanted to touch on here, which is that price raising does not have to be the only lever to pull in your business to grow, to scale, to make more, right? There's no one way to scale a business and you truly get to decide what works best for you. I am so not a believer at all in the idea that like your pricing is tied to your self-worth and if you're not always willing to raise pricing, like you're not raising your self-worth like that. I do not believe to be a truth at all. And I think it can be really detrimental to make it one because then it almost feels like we have to prove our self-worth by constantly raising prices. And that gets way more messy in my opinion. But what's true here is that it will depend on what feels really good to you, right? Like you might want to scale by actually um, creating lower priced offers and getting them to a ton of people. You might want to scale by having multiple offers at varying price points. You might want to scale by charging a lot more to a few people. Like all of those are on deck options, right? But price raising is just one tool in your toolbox. And so like while our industry, I think has certainly gotten (laughs) crazy and is like a little bit of a wild, wild west when it comes to pricing, it doesn't mean you have to do that if that doesn't feel good to you. It doesn't mean you have to be part of that if you don't feel called to that. And like I mentioned to Erica, for me, like I haven't raised my base rate in like, yeah, I think like at least five years probably. That just doesn't feel important to me right now. And it's not how my business is scaling. I'm sure if I ever wanted to, I would feel fully empowered and could do that, right? But it's just not the lever I'm doing right now. It's not the thing that feels most alive or important to me. So just knowing you have lots of options in lots of ways and there's not this one thing you must do, I think is the biggest takeaway here. And you always get to decide like, how do you want to grow? How do you want to scale? And when you really decide from that place is when you will have the most success with it. Yeah, I appreciate this conversation because there are, you know, these are some thoughts that I've also been, well, thoughts or things that have been kind of ruminating in my mind around this expansion and what it means and what's the evolution and again what's the responsibility like do I have to start raising my prices what will come next and I think that's also maybe my mind is like if we reach this plateau like what's the next and like Mm. am I gonna have to charge like you know whatever like insane amounts of money for coaching I don't really want to do that but I want to keep growing my business so I think this was was indeed um enlightening um and also like comforting to talk about. 
I think it was a good conversation, but I also just want to give you a little bit of a, a hard time there too, where it's almost like notice how much your brain wants something. Cause like we just like checked off a lot of things that felt scary. And so it's like, okay, fine. Like I can get on board with making money for this launch, but do you know what's actually scary is what comes after this when we might plateau? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And again, I think yes to processing through that. Like I, again, that was so worth it, but it's like so funny just to notice the pattern where like you could walk that out forever. And then it's like, but what about 10 years from now? Because shit could go wild then. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Funny brain. But yeah, okay, so in the here and now, I definitely deeply desire to sell out my Shameless and to change these women's lives and in by doing so also change my own in a very positive and impactful way by the exchange of my competence and these tools and this work and the community and everything that I build in exchange for the wonderful money. Well, we're just that's gonna, it. Yeah, mic drop. Like, we're that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I feel like that is what you're, and that's what you're gonna keep coming back to this whole time, right? It's like this whole. La- I mean, you got a launch window now here, so it's like you got <laughs> some time to keep grounding back into that. Where it's like, even if it's like a good day and there are sales, or a you know, hand quotation bad day and there are not sales, like it's. <laughs> That mission, that desire doesn't have to waver. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think I will just keep uh, coming back to the people that were just like, so like, I don't, I don't mind having the conversation about my, like I'm really stretching into enjoying the conversation about money on the sales calls and rejecting handling. So I'm definitely like getting a little bit kinky with that. Um, But in terms of, I think, grounding my nervous system in a good feeling about this, I want to come back to the people that were, like, so excited and, like, take my money (laughs) Um, because I'll aim for that and then we'll have the full spectrum of, like, everything else. Exactly. Like, everything else is welcome and okay, but I'm going to, like, feel into this experience of it, right? Yeah. And that's how I felt, too, when I made – like, again, like, I spent – it's been three and a half thousand dollars on my birth and giving birth in Sweden is free, but I chose yeah. to go private. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and pay for the experience. And not only that, I invested like so much time into uh, preparing and stuff. Uh, and the outcome was absolutely fabulous. And that's how I felt about it and how mm-hmm. I felt. So also I think coming back to my... And obviously we have an email like planned for that, but really coming back to my experience of buying something that you just so truly deeply desire and um, and feeling that that's all you that's that's all you need to justify it. And even remembering to like say say it had actually been that you had to spend five thousand or whatever, like that you still would have done that because you were so locked into that desire, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so good. So, all right, my dear, you have some, <laughs> you have some uh, waves to ride and some oh. grounding to do. 
obviously here in Basecamp, you can keep processing that with me as much as you need to. But you are on such a good trajectory. Cart is open. This is all good. This is so exciting. And I'm so, so happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to take a take a bath today. Yeah. That seems like the move. Let's, yeah. let's get you in some water and some relaxation. <laughs> yes. Amazing. All right. We'll keep you posted. I will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. You're so nice. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.